Hey, it's Kevin O'Connor. Every week for seven years, Chris Vernon and I have been discussing and debating the NBA for the ringer. And if you didn't know it, we're now on our own podcast feed called The Mismatch. It's appropriately named because of our differing views and approaches to the NBA, whether it's news and rumors or the latest games. And I love our show because we'll go from yelling at each other about tanking to laughing about something that happened in a game the night before. It's my favorite part of every week, so give The Mismatch a listen every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian's software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Off Guard. I am your host, as always, Austin Rivers, with my guy, Pasha Hagigi, the wedding man. I feel like every time I see you, you're getting ready for a wedding. Or like, yeah, I do have a... Uh, like a personal gotta... groomsman. You should get paid on salary just to go around being <laughs> people's groomsmen. First of all, it's a compliment that why do you have so many friends? Why do you have that many friends? Ask yourself why you're my friend first, and then we can answer that question. I just feel like what's it can't be real because I know how much time you spend with me, so it's not possible you spend that much time with other people. What do you think? I have some side pieces. I, I, I just don't know how valid these friendships are. You have a wedding every other week. I'm bro. at the age where everyone's getting married except me, and that's just the way it is, man. You'll get to that age too. You're almost there. You're knocking on the door. People around you are start getting married. Oh, this will both be single. Okay, we're not gonna get there. Um, listen. It's fun being with you right now doing the pod, but there's, I feel like there's uh, emptiness in the room. I miss Rudy. That was, <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a good pod, man. I really, I mean, I've hung out with Rudy a few times before, but um, I re- really getting to know him on that pod. You know, he's a really good dude. People liked it. Yeah. I got a lot of positive feedback on that one. Um, it's always nice when you have a guest on, uh, just, you know, they're sacrificing their time to be on the pod what people got to understand is it is kind of hard sometimes to get players to be on a pod just because you know during the season when you're on the road the last thing you want to do is leave your room after traveling all day to go do more media which you probably have already done that day even if it is a pod with a former player current player whatever the hell you classify me as at this point um it, it's still it's still a uh, a process to get a guy to get up and do those things right so um respect to Rudy for doing that. And then it's another to get on a pod and actually open up and talk and like actually give good conversation. Cause sometimes guys will just kind of get on and give you like cookie cutter, like bullshit answers and like, just won't open up at all. They're just like, their time is good enough, which is fine. It just ends up being a boring interview. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so it's always a balance of like, do we interview the, the better players or do we interview the better post? You know what I mean? Who's going to give us good content? Who's going to give us, what listeners want to listen to. I can go out there and get on the pod with one of the best players in the world, but if he's boring or if he doesn't want to talk or if he's 
you know, guarded about saying anything because he has sponsorships in every direction. It's like yeah. you end up getting like a pod that you get no new information. Right. It's not every day you get a Cat Williams on who's just ready to spill all the tea and talk about whatever. I mean, that's well, a gold mine for Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp did a good thing by he was he was already faded before that interview started. They were drinking beforehand. Is this, should, maybe we should incorporate that in our. I think wine could be something we could do. <laughs> you know, it seems like guys have a couple sips and then the lips just start <laughs> start singing. Man, uh, no, nah, but Rudy was fantastic. He did a yeah. great job. Uh, shout out to Rudy. And then they went out there the following day and won by thirty. So. Yeah, yeah, we went to, and we went to that game. Um, we actually sat right next to the Timberwolves bench. Yeah, uh, that was. A- yeah, but you got a lot of love, man. The whole team, all the coaches, everyone came up to you and they showed you love. Obviously, I could tell you you were a great teammate to those guys. Yeah, I was, man. That was that was fun seeing seeing some of those old guys, um, seeing my old teammates. Coach Finch had a funny comment when he saw our seats. Oh, he said, I didn't know the podcast paid that well. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Um, no, shout out to them. They're doing a good job this year. Uh, tough loss for Boston, but they had to fly in on the day of yeah. thing due to weather. So whatever, whatever. Good to see him. Uh, you know, best of luck to him. And obviously, we'll be covering not only them but the NBA close as uh, we get to the, towards this All Star break here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, I do want to say, seeing them, you know, that up close, the Timberwolves, they are gigantic when they're all out there. They're a big team. It, it's crazy. Um, you know, Carl Anthony Towns just had an unbelievable game. I just he's not going to get the respect that he deserves. He just he usually won't. doesn't. He usually doesn't. Yeah, but he's just so good about it. How many times do we look at each other and we're like, this guy's unreal. And he, oh, yeah, he, he was, jammed on Mo Wagner. I mean, really that thing did. was he, nasty. He punched on Mo so hard that I don't even... Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? He's like, Mo's like a solid player, right? And yeah. then he goes against Carl and it's just not even like a fucking thing. Yeah. Absolutely just destroyed him. Right. right? It's not even close. It just yeah. tells you like the level of a player that Carl is. Yeah, and just and that's nothing against Mo. He's like a good, hardworking guy. I could no, we were actually we were talking about how yeah, much we like him. Yeah, we I, I love Mo as a backup big for an NBA team. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a good backup player, a good role player. Uh, you know, Carl's just a star. Yeah. Um, whether he gets the All Star votes or not, a lot of that's a popularity contest. Yeah. Um, a lot of that is how well your game can translate in an All Star game. You know, we'll see. Um. But they are big. I mean, listen, I, we've talked about Minnesota a dozen times on this show, maybe a dozen too many. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've said it early on, and people thought I was like doing this favoritism thing just because I just came from there and I was still trying to play on their team and I was saying all these positive yeah. things. No, I was legitimately telling you. Minnesota is a contending team. I said it from the beginning of the year, and I'll continue to say it because I knew what I saw and I knew what I had there last year when I played there. Um, what's the common denominator there is Tim Conley. He built out a championship organization in Denver before he left and departed to go to Minnesota. And now they have, within three years, bro, a contending team. Right. Uh, I think Tim Conley's a top two or three um, president, front office, executive in the NBA. Uh, I really do believe that. Uh, Just by the players he assembles and, more importantly, the culture he puts together. So shout out to them, man. They're doing their thing. Before we get into the games and everything that's happened since our last pod, all the blowouts last night, that was a rough night in the NBA. Weird night in the NBA. Everybody yeah. just got smacked. It yeah. was just like... It's bad. But before we get into that, I want to say it's our one-year anniversary since we started the pod. One wow, year. Did it, it really? Did it go by quick? It did go by quick. Time goes by when you're... Having fun? There you go. Sure. Um, yeah, that, that, that flew by. 
Right. Um, feels like we just started this. Yeah, it's been fifty something episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just wanted to put that out there, man. One year, doing our thing. Here we are, still alive, yeah. still pumping. Still do you think going. we're getting better at the show, it? The show is still alive. Yeah. Are we getting better? Of course, we're getting better. I know. I just wanted to. I think the fluidity it. in our interview last with Rudy proved that. Oh yeah, we had a little. We had a little back and forth. It was good. There's a little chemistry between us. <laughs> uh, I hope so. For this, how much we spend, you know, time together. Uh, it's, yeah. about, it's about time. It's starting to show up. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, this is the this is the grind time of the year, man. This is the grind time. Holidays are over. Take yeah. down your reefs. Take down your, your your fucking Christmas trees. You know. Lights are coming down the house. No more New Year's. Yeah. The holidays aren't around the corner anymore. Well, Valentine's Day. If it's a holiday. It's not a holiday. It's a fucking... It's either it's a great day for somebody or it's a worst day for somebody. I've been skipping it. I've been boycotting it myself. I, I've years. never liked Valentine's Day even when I... When it, listen, I, I don't want to be in Valentine's Day or be involved, I guess, in Valentine's Day in terms of the festivities is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. At all. You sound like an awesome partner to have. <laughs> It has nothing to do with, I, I just like, you do these things every day for your partner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, I, I think everything spontaneous is what matters. Yeah. I don't like the days where you're supposed to do something. It's like, it doesn't matter. Most guys, it's like, it's like Christmas, bro. Most people, you ever notice you go to Christmas, the day before Christmas, you go to the mall, it's fucking packed. Right. People are there and there the day before. Like, All right, let me go grab something. Yeah. It's like, it's just like a chore you have to do. It's same with New Year's, Valentine's Day. And it's like the nights with big expectation and a lot of pressure. People get let down, this and that. No one's, it's just. Well, also Valentine's yeah. Day is like an extremely lonely day for a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't have somebody, obviously I'm not in that situation. But, you know, for a lot of people, you know, Valentine's Day can be a day of like resentment and, yeah. you know, bad reminders and yeah. poor memories, um, you know, and I don't like the days where like you feel like you're obligated to do something. I, I'm, I'm a more of a spontaneous guy. I think those, yeah. I think those moments usually mean more, I guess. Right. I don't know. So, yeah, I guess, sure. That's about, that, that's, that's a valid holiday i guess it's yeah. not like you get off of work for it you know what i mean it's not like a true true holiday right um you know there's nothing drew banks about are it. open <laughs> yeah, everything's good yeah there's nothing drew about it <laughs> you know what i did there no i don't my and bar i don't know right. maybe we should it's all right no valentine's day it's for a different pod let's get into the basketball games last night uh the blowouts okc just i mean they're a contender I feel like we we can finally. Are we going to say it or not? I think last I mean, time yeah, we were holding with, back with, a little with, bit with how open the NBA is. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Why I not? I mean, sure, they beat a Blazers there. team that's not really contending or anything like not that. Not really but. contending. They lost by sixty-two. Let me tell you something. <laughs> sixty-two is nasty work, man. Sixty-two is nasty work. It's one you, thing, what's, what's the biggest loss you've ever been on? You got lost for like forty something one time versus they, OKC actually, and they got you by twenty more than the, this is twenty more last. I've night. never lost by sixty in my life. Yeah, sixty-two is some fucking nasty work, man. Yeah. Like you have to, you got to really try to lose, but you got your ass cooked. Right. It's one thing to get blown out by 20. It's one thing to lose by, you know, 30. You're getting outscored every quarter by 15. Yes, bro. It's a, I mean, it's just an annihilation. <laughs> yeah. It's just insane. And you know, the second unit was at least in there for most of the fourth yeah. you know, or the third unit for that matter. Yeah. Portland is just, my God. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. man. I know they're rebuilding right now. Picturing the Spurs geez. and the Pistons just welcoming Portland into the bottom of the barrel there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the Bucks also beat the Celtics. Celtics were on a back-to-back though. And the back-to-backs this year, I feel like have been a little more telling than other years. Don't you agree with that? Like with teams on a back-to-back this season, I feel like it's definitely been a little like they've had a tougher time now. Sure. 
You have you ever noticed that? Mm. Okay. That's like a fact. I just want you to know. I haven't noticed it. I'm oh, yeah. I think this year specifically, I think the stats are like crazy on it. Mm, I wonder why that is. You know, it's it's tricky with the back-to-backs. You're either really bad or like sometimes it can help. I used to love back-to-backs after a bad game. Yeah. I didn't have to wait 48 hours to, to you know, to get back on That's a good point. top of the mountain. Yeah. Because, you know, when you play well, you feel like you're on top of the world. And when you have a bad game, not only do you feel bad, but the rest of the world will remind you that you did. You, yeah. know, you go to your Twitter, you go to Instagram, you go home, you'll see something like, ah, tough one last night, man. It's okay. You're like, bro, I don't, <laughs> I don't need your love, man. Yeah. But um, a back-to-back is always like a, you know, a new chance to go out there and play. Uh, and redeem yourself, especially a team. If you're coming off a tough loss, sometimes you get a team off a back to back after a bad loss. You, you know, you're going to get everything they got. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I want to ask you actually. I, f- I think it was Devin Booker. I forgot who said it, but they said a loss in the playoffs feels like ten regular season losses. It does. You know what I mean? It does. Because yeah. you know every loss is so meaningful. Yeah. You know, obviously, if you lose four times, your season's over. And there's so much more coverage too on each game. Oh, yeah, each game is nationally televised. Yeah. Um, there's so much preparation in a playoff game. So when you lose, it it just means more because you put more prep into that win, into that loss. Yeah. You've you've you know every play from the other team. You've scouted them. You you've practiced. You've talked about it. You know it's first to four. You know wins and every loss feels like the end of the world, or you're getting closer to your season ending. So yeah, it really does. And there's no back to backs in the playoffs. Obviously, you either yeah. have a day in between or two days in between. So when you lose, it just feels like the whole world is like, you know crashing down on you um which is why the playoffs are the best and that's why the ratings are much higher and that's why they put it in season tournament um you know i I, can we talk about that for a second i I love the in-season tournament again me and you are both fans of adam silver we're both fans of the you know the in-season tournament and the success it had in terms of just garnering attention from from nba fans and people who aren't even like NBA fans who don't like really turn tune into the NBA during the regular season. A lot of those people tuned in just because it was something new and exciting. Right. That's that. With that being said, what's happening to the Lakers right now isn't really validating. It just goes to tell you, like, I don't mind the in-season tournament. Again, I just went on a whole speech about how we're fans of it. Hanging a banner up is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Right. I know it's like a little peeny banner. That it's not even like a peeny. Did you see that thing? <laughs> puny? Yeah, peeny. What's well, peeny? I've never heard of peeny. I think you mix puny and tiny into well, peeny. I know what puny is. Well, what's peeny? It's in between uh, tiny and puny. <laughs> okay. Hybrid. Peeny. Yeah. Just just you don't ever want to be with a girl and just be like, how was he last night? It was peeny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't ever under any circumstances ever actually you don't want your wallet uh you as a man your size as a man ever to be regarded as nothing peeny yeah how, how what was his car like yeah he had a peeny car it's, it's kind of peeny <laughs> um it's uh and that's spelled p-e-e-e-e-n-y peeny um <laughs> They have this peeny little black banner up in the in the rafters, and it's like this little banner it? next to these gorgeous, look, look at it, like a tablecloth up there, glorious what was it? Yeah. championship banners that are up there. Yeah, the beach towel up there. What was it? Yeah, they got like a goddamn <laughs> fucking sweat towel up there, just with a couple, you know some numbers on it, because you went to Vegas and won twice. You have to win two games 
Well, there's obviously other games involved. Yeah, play well, you play every Friday to get there. And yeah. then, like, half the team league didn't even really care. Take it, I don't want to say they didn't care. But well, they like, also went on a special Mario Paint court that you don't, you really don't understand. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of attributes to, like, make it cool. But, like, we're yeah. just looking at the facts of, like, how cool the in-season tournament is. Or, or No, no. Take that back. The in-season tournament is very cool. If we're looking at how meaningful and how hard it is yeah. to win the in-season tournament, it's just like, bro, you got to win two games, man. You go to Vegas, you're there for four days, five days. You win two games. Banner. It's just ridiculous. I, I get what you're saying, though. If the Lakers were on some big run after they won the tournament, it's like, look what the tournament did for them. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, it's, like, it's bro, kind of the tournament, this whole thing. And now they're getting their ass kicked every other night. Yeah. It's just like, it's not, it just shows like, doesn't really mean a lot, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, again, I think it's great for the NBA. I think it's a brilliant idea by yeah. Adam Silver. I love the initiative to, like, draw up ways to expand the game and make it more interesting. I love that the NBA is doing that. Uh, and I hope they continue to come with these type of ideas. Right. With that being said, we talked about it before the in-season tournament started. The only thing that truly matters is how you finish the postseason. Right. And I say this only to say, if the Lakers don't make the playoffs, if you don't make the playoffs and, and you win the in-season tournament, somebody needs to go grab that beach towel down. I think that if the Lakers, <laughs> I think if the Lakers don't make the playoffs, they're going to make a rule next year where the in-season tournament winner gets an automatic spot in the play-in or something. See, but that's bullshit, though. It's only if the Lakers don't make it. The though. whole purpose, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If the Lakers don't, just business-wise, they have to be able yeah. to do this. But it's just like, and I respect LeBron uh, and the Lakers going to go get that. It's the first one. You could see when it mattered to them, they were able to raise their bar and raise their level. Let's be real. The fact that the Lakers did win it, legitimize like oh, no, it, that's it, no it, offense it, to the Pacers but if they would have wanted people might have been no, nobody would have given a shit no offense yeah or the Pacers, people, I mean, listen, people, we like the Pacers outside the NBA yeah. aura obviously people within the NBA and people in Indianapolis would have cared it's just best case scenario for the NBA that the Lakers best won case scenario yeah. biggest most popular franchise in basketball wins right. biggest most popular players involved LeBron James everything went right I thought it was great blah 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 transfer over now that the we're hangovers like a lasted a little too long it's, a, it's now it's past too long it'd be one thing if it's a week or two and they like lost their first couple of games right after and then it started picking back right. up bro we're like four or five weeks after this and this is still going on yeah um it's been very funny we've talked about it palinka has gone from being the mastermind that put together this team and won the summer to everybody kind of pointing the finger and being like this team sucks look who lebron's playing with you know what I mean? Which isn't fair to him because he did the best what he could this summer yeah. with what was out there, what was available. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's definitely going to be some moves, I would imagine, being made over these next couple of weeks just due to the lack of consistency that this team has been able to win. But do you think a Zach Levine helps them? I don't know if that's the... I don't know what don't kind of player so, they need. Yeah, I like Zach Levine. I, I think he's a very talented scorer. DeJounte Murray, you see these these names floating around. I don't I don't see any of these guys pushing the needle for, for what the Lakers need. Yeah. You know what, man? I really would like, like Clay Thompson with the Lakers. You think you think it's time for the Warriors kind of I do. Yeah. I mean they got they got smacked by the Pelicans the other day. I, oh, you I saw like, Steph's face on the sideline. It looks like he's But they're getting booed. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. We've talked about that. Yeah. If you've won four rings over the past like seven, eight years, yeah. You, you get a pass for having a rough season. Yeah. You get a couple passes. Like fuck off. Seriously. Right. Where do you get off booing the fucking Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on the court with the Warriors? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. There's no way this would happen if it's in Oakland. I I I I don't even know what to say to that. I I hate I can't stand when something like that happens. Yeah. But at the same time, to Steph's point, he's like, bro, if you're bad, you're bad. He's like, and right now we're bad. Yeah. Especially if a 
town fan base culture is used to winning, you know, which they are. Um, this is tough to watch. I don't know what direction they go. And we've talked about this. They're in this tug of war, you know, uh, I mean, do you, do you, do you trade a Kaminga, someone that is probably going to be a big part if of the future? If you do that, man, you're doubling down on the, on the, but you have this window with stuff where let's say he plays this well for another three years, you know, Cassius, this know. man, they need a whole, they, they need every position other than Steph. And I'll give Clay a pass too because I still think it'll play out. You agree though that Siakam would be a good, a good pickup for them though, but they don't have to get rid of a Kaminga. For short ter- short term, yeah. Could there be some moves made? I mean, we talked about yeah. You, know, you saw the clip Bill Simmons put together. Yeah, I know he was just walking down the sidewalk, uh, sidewalk, which was hilarious. Can you imagine just like walking down the sidewalk and just someone just throwing out trade scenarios like on his phone, <laughs> just like Bill Simmons just casually walking down, just being like, "Here's what I do." Da-da-da-da. Shout out to Bill, the legend. Um, Nah, nah I, uh, there are moves to be made, I guess, but it, it is short-term relief. After that, it'd be really bad because every young asset they've given or they've had or they've drafted, they've, they've essentially, like I said, given. They've given away. Yeah, you know, pool-wise, man. Let's start with Jordan Poole. I thought that was the biggest mistake. Yeah, I thought that was a terrible mistake. I love Chris Paul, by the way. I think he's been pretty damn solid for them off the bench. Um, I don't like that they gave up Jordan Poole, and I didn't like that at the beginning, and I don't think it's done Jordan Poole any good. I think, in fact, it's done worse. I think people respect Jordan Poole less now, seeing how he's playing. I saw the other day some stat he has the worst plus minus in the NBA. Yeah, it's not good, bro. And I think people are like, yo, this is this doesn't look good. And I don't think Jordan's a one option or even a two option on a on a on a team. Yeah. Um, on a really good team. I think he could be on the Wizards. But you see teams and players trying to figure stuff like that out. Like the Raptors are starting quickly now. When the Knicks looked at him as kind of the off the bench guy, like what Jordan Poole was with the Warriors, and now the Raptors are like, no, you're not off the bench. No, I think quickly is a big part of their you know future. Do you, so? Let me ask you: Would you rather have quickly or Jordan Poole? I rather. Have... It's a tough question. Quickly's more sound. He's more sound. He's more consistent. Jordan Poole is just his talent. Is he? He is so talented, man. He's such a talented scorer. Yeah. Um, I'm actually. See, I say these things about Jordan, but I'm actually like, I, I like Jordan Poole's game. I'm a fan of his game. Right. I say this in frustration because I like seeing him on a really good team. Yeah. It's not because I don't think he's a good enough player to be the second option. He could be a second option. I don't know how good the team is if Jordan's your second best player. Right. I like Jordan in the mix, in the fray of like a really, really good team of a guy where he's like the third or fourth option. And he's just a guy that like comes in the game and it just gives teams hell and gets paid to do it. Handsomely, he gets paid over hundred million. Yeah, I think he's that type of a player. I, I think Jordan Poole's a hundred million dollar player. Plus, I got no regards about that. I don't think he's a two hundred million dollar player. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the difference between Jordan Poole and like Jalen Brunson. They both get paid the same, but it's a little different. You, you feel what I'm saying? There? Absolutely. Okay, so like I, I think when the Warriors decided to go that way, that then then compete. Then why why have Kaminga? Yeah. But I guess if you're going to keep Steph, you're going to keep Dre, you're going to keep Clay, then like get Kaminga somewhere else, man. So he's not talking about Kerr and he, you know, he wants more shots and go, go, go send Kaminga somewhere so he can go spread his wings. Go get another fucking vet. If that's the case, that's what I'm saying. You're already two feet in the water. You have to, you have to decide. Are you going to maximize the next couple of years for Steph or are you going to but hang already, on to these? And I'm guys. saying they've already made that decision. They yeah. have two feet in the water and they're wondering if they're going to like jump in. You're already in. You just yeah. traded your, the most talented young player that they had was Jordan Poole. Hands down. I like Kaminga, but Jordan had already had big-time success, man. This guy was dropping 30 pieces in the playoffs 
you know, big games in the playoffs, helping them win that championship, their last championship. They don't win that without Jordan Poole. Despite what anybody thinks about Jordan and hates him, this, this, and that, they don't win that championship without Jordan Poole. He was a huge part of that success. And then they got rid of him after last year in the drama that happened between him and Dre. You doubled down and went with Dre. Since then, Dre has only been a distraction and caused issues with that team, which you hate to see because Dre is, he is like the biggest part of that culture over there in terms of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, in my eyes, once, once you made that move, you, you, you've put both feet in the water. I, I, if at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm moving Kaminga and a couple other young pieces to just double down and see if we can get one more out and then rebuild after that. I think the fans could live with a rebuild if you try to go win a fifth championship and are successful. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, you got two, three years left of Steph's like prime prime before he gets a little bit older. Yeah. Um I'm I'm at this point just maximize it and then go from there. Yeah. So we'll see. I want to get into because I mentioned quickly, so and then the Raptors, I want to get into the, the Raptors coach, Darko Raja Rajakovich. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, his rant. Mm. How do you feel about that rant that he had about the Lakers and the free throw discrepancy? Well, you you know, from a player standpoint. And from a fan standpoint, you want to see your coach invested. Um, and you want to see him passion, passionately care about the outcome of every game, every regular season game. This is a Raptors team that is caught like in the middle. It's been very weird for them. You're not losing games, so you're not getting top picks in the draft. You're not a serious contender. But since the but since the OG move, though, I'm like, okay, now we have a little bit of we have a little bit of, okay, this, we have this little... Uh, you have Quickly and Barnes and RJ. Yeah. Right, BBQ. Yep. That's the nickname, by the way. I don't know if you've been on Twitter. It's BBQ. For what? I don't get it. B- Barnes, Barnes, Barrett, and Quickly. You're not into that nickname? You add Pascal Siakam, it's Spicy BBQ. I love Spicy P. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> they. I mean, yeah, they, 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 they're doing a good job. Yeah. I'm just saying they're still in the middle, right. kind of. They're like they're well, not. They have their clear cut star, and when they're yeah, you got Scotty, yeah. you got Scotty's or star. Which, by the way, their coach said is the is going to be the face of the NBA in that rant. You you'd love to see that too. If you're Scotty, you you love to see your coach talking about you like right. that. You know what I mean? You want your and if you're um, you know, uh, a Raptors fan, you got this foreign coach that I'm sure a lot of people had not heard of. If unless you're in the basketball world, you know who he is. But if you're not in the basketball world, you might not be familiar with him. Right. And then you have him, you know, going at the NBA for officiating and showing passion on the sidelines and showing emotion and calling their young star. He's going to be the face of the league. And these are the things you want to hear, man. You know what I mean? These are kind of similar to the things you hear like Coach Mosley say when he t- they talk about Paolo and they talk about Franz. And we got to talk about the way the Magic were playing when they were down 30, how hard they were still playing. Remember that? They were like... They, no, they, were, they, they were trying. They were trying that really is, hard. Coach yeah. Mosley has a, has a good hold of like you know he has those guys well, if you don't play hard you don't play yeah I'll, yeah you and they it. were they were down 25 or something with a few minutes four minutes to go in the fourth you love to pretty see much that. over and he was still calling timeouts and working and it might be a little annoying to some fans or whatever but he had those guys playing hard diving on the floor jalen suggs only had, knows how to play that way well he's actually the, the best thing about jalen suggs game this year is he's been able to put offense together now he has good form. I always wondered why he was he's got a pretty yeah. shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, confidence was, is the reason for that. You yeah. Know, he's just starting to trust his jumper. Yeah. So he's looking actually worth the pick he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's, uh, Magic fans are super happy with yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he shut everybody off in terms of why did we pick Suggs? You know, now it's starting to show, okay, yeah, maybe we did make the right pick. So yeah. that's good to see. 
Um, they got blasted versus the Timberwolves. <laughs> but, you know, you, that just happens sometimes. You have funky nights like that. And, and they're, they're, missing also, a lot of, they're missing a lot of dudes. Yeah, key guys. They're yeah. missing key guys. So you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah. So back to that, but the, to the Raptors coaches rant, what made it a 10 out of a 10 was the accent. If he said that in just a regular American accent, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good rant. Everyone's happy about the passion. You know, we got, you know, uh, what was it? Coach Fisdale back in the day with take that for data. You take know, that for data. Yeah, yeah. You like all that stuff. <laughs> I think the accent made this one an all time rant. What happened to him? Where's Fizz? <laughs> you know, I saw him on TV with like an Afro one time. <laughs> no, he's assistant coach, I think for Phoenix. I believe we have to look that up. He's the man, by the way. Fizz is a great guy. So we have those rants like Coach Fizdale, we take that for data. The famous Patino, Larry Bird's not walking through that door. We're going to put this up there with, uh, I'm a man, I'm 40. Remember the college football coach that did that? I think it was Oklahoma State. Well, it's funny just because it, we were talking about him raving about his, you know, Scotty Barnes and this is that. You remember a couple of weeks ago, he's like, listen, man, it's, it's not like I got Steph Curry over there on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, yo, we're down. They're like, yo, you had a bad loss tonight. You know, are you trying to find more? Like, you, you miss, you're mixing a lot of rotations up. Are you, are you looking and searching for something off the bench? He goes, yeah, man. It, it's not like I got Steph Curry over there on the bench. He's <laughs> just basically telling him, like, you see what I got over here? Yeah. And, and before, and before that, I think he said something about if the team wins back to back games or something. He's gonna throw a pizza party. I don't know. Yeah, if he goes, yeah, we win back to back games. We gotta throw a pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> he's like this substitute teacher that you just like, like you actually love to have. Uh. It seems like he's definitely more happy and upbeat with the new trade. It's always nice when a trade. Did he seem upbeat to you? What are you talking about, that Randy? Well, no, but that's because you know he, you know, he's mad they lost, obviously. But what do you think about the free throw? Does he have a a good? Was it valid his gripe with the with the refs? Well, the the the, I saw the difference in the free throw numbers is nuts. But I saw the the clip. There was a clip online with all the fouls that the Lakers had. And besides that Austin Reeves one where he kind of pulled up and a couple of calls were really late. And no one likes that. Even if it's a foul or not, no one likes a late call. Yeah. Um, LeBron was like, I mean, they fouled. We didn't. (laughs) But then people match that up with LeBron complaining about the Jason Tatum foul last year. When he was, he went crazy on the ground. Um, So LeBron on the other side of it's funny. I mean, how about that call the other night where they, slap the back of Jalen Brown's head. Yeah. They review it and still say there was no foul. Yeah, that's just, that's just the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Right. I don't know how the hell you missed that. When you go and see it on a fucking monitor, I saw it on my iPhone. <laughs> they have like state-of-the-art equipment there. This guy's zoomed in. All, all the refs are looking. You could clearly see the guy's arm is on the back of this man's right, head. Right, right. And they're like, no foul. It's just fucking silly, man. Some of these refs, bro. We got to get to the point, man, where like if refs do shit like that, you get fined. Seriously. Yeah. There has to be some type of re- repercussion for a ref's, you know, uh, actions, whether it's throwing a, ga- a guy out the game unlawfully or or reviewing something and it being clear in day and still letting that fall through the cracks. Right. It has I saw, to be a- you know, Mike James from the EuroLeague plays for Monaco. He actually tweeted something about the EuroLeague reps and he said, I work on my game every summer. You guys need to work on your game. Talking about to the refs. I don't know what's going to happen with that tweet, but that's what he said. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Also, Mike James is a hooper. You ever watch his highlights? His EuroLeague highlights? His EuroLeague highlights are silly. These sidestep 40 foot threes, <laughs> launching them. I remember one game we played them and he did like a little 
skip to my little skip in the lane and try to do one of those little hook shots. And that fucker went so far over the goal. <laughs> I was like, yo, man, what, you know, state the year league, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was just like, cause he's so probably, com- you're so used to being in that like comfort and like where the year league, this guy's out there trying shit yeah. sometimes. Just absolutely, his, his, his clips of him in the year league are silly. Right. Uh, look up his, I'm looking at Scotty Wilbelkin. Uh, overseas clips look silly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these guys are out here. How about your boy? How about your ex teammate, Composito? Composito. Faco. Fucking. Uh, Tell me something about that guy. Marcus what's, what's Howard. He, what's, what's, what's Marcus Howard is a bucket. What's Composito like? Because he Compos- plays fun. He's a fun uh, brand of basketball. He's a little Spartan out there. <laughs> he, he plays so hard. He's like a little warrior, man. This guy gets into it with everybody and he's physical and he talks shit. And I love Faco. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, he was a, he was a hell he's a hell of a player yeah especially for uh, overseas that style of play right they picked on him a little bit the NBA is tough because for guys like Mike James Marcus Howard Paco Campazzo these guys are undersized not the best spot shooters Marcus can shoot but the other ones are more rhythm scorers rhythm players they're not going to be in a position to have that because they're not a star in the NBA at least yeah. So now you're playing limited minutes when your game is usually predicated around you having the ball and having the rhythm, running the show. Now you're not running the show. You get limited minutes to right. be efficient, and then you also have to go guard somebody. Those aren't things that can really do that well. So that's why it just didn't really work out in the NBA for Mike James or, or Faco Composo. But then you put the ball in their hands and give them time and space, yeah. and you kind of can see what they can do and how talented of basketball players they are. Yeah, You know, Mike James is one of the best overseas players since he's been over there. Yeah. He's going to be a legend when he retires One of the best over there, tough shot overseas. makers in the world, regardless of NBA or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just made, that's what he does. He, right. he, and um, he's played so well over there to the point where people, when you talk about overseas players, they're like, man, why is that my name in the NBA? If anybody, people say that all the time just because his clips yeah. are so crazy. What about Shane Larkin, though? Your high school, uh, the guy you Another went against in high school a lot. Another, same example. Yeah. They all fit the same cloth. Yeah. They're all extremely tiny. They're undersized. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Peeny. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Peeny. Uh, not peeny. Uh, but they're, they're all very, you know, they're undersized guys. They're tiny guys. Quick. Yeah. Marcus Howard. Look what we just said. Mike James, Marcus Howard, Shane Lark, and Paco Pazzo. Is that If that's not a goddamn trend, then I don't know what is. They're all fucking Mighty Mouse. And they they all got game. They're talented. But in the NBA, it's, it's a little difficult for that. Unless you're like picking a full court energy guy, like a Jose Alvarez. or a fucking, Alvarado. Oh, yeah. That's a man. Uh, Jose, unless you're like a Jose Alvarado picking up full court. Or you're a TJ McConnell. Like turning guys. Like just, you know, big energy guys, it's very hard for them to like have that impact. For instance, take a Sharif Cooper, throw him overseas and give him the keys to a team. Watch what that guy does. Watch that. Watch those highlight clips. Yeah, Sharif Cooper does have some nasty highlights. Yeah, yeah, he's nasty. You throw him overseas, he'd be putting just, he'd be a Mike James, Shane Larkin, Faco, uh, Marcus Howard. Right. In the NBA, brother, you're getting six minutes a half. You couldn't do that, man. Right. It's just, it's, people don't understand how hard it is to be a role player in the NBA. They, like, just they like, look at our numbers like, man, you only average seven points a game. Brother, do you know how hard it is to sit 35 minutes and then go in there for five, six minutes, 10 minutes a half and might only get four shots and you got to make two? Yeah. You have to be like 40, 50%. Yeah, or you've been on the bench and you're cold. You're not even sweating. And then they Bro, throw you in your guarding Kyrie Irving. in the playoffs in the Minnesota, I didn't play the first couple of games. I didn't play the whole game. Game four, didn't play the first quarter, didn't play the second quarter, didn't play the, the whole third quarter until it was like three minutes of the third. 
I have no idea that I'm playing. I didn't even put spandex on. I had Lululemons on, bro. <laughs> I'm on the bench with Lululemons and my socks aren't even taped. I have, I have no, I have no reason to believe after my first three games that I'm getting into this damn game. Coach goes, Austin. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I went there and I knocked that damn tray down. I caught that shit right in my Lulies, grabbed that thing, cocked <laughs> back, bah, came back, got to stop. Got the rebound. I'm pushing it. Who's in front of me? Michael Porter Jr. Christmas. Right by him. To the lay. Lay up. <laughs> right after this, I'm feeling good. The crowd's going crazy because it's like, yeah, there you go. We should have been playing him. I was getting that energy. I'm like, fuck yeah. I go to the bench. Coach grabs me. Great job. Michael Colley. Get in there for Austin. I was like, <laughs> I sit right back down. I was like, what the fuck was that, man? Like, I did everything you could possibly do, man. I got yeah. a stop, a rebound, a tray, and a fast break one-on-one yeah. -on -one layup against somebody. You're per 36. Bro, it was nuts, bro. <laughs> the highest plus minus of the game, bro. And we and we ended up winning that game. Yeah. I didn't play. I didn't play after that. It was done. Yeah. I didn't even play the next game. So it just people don't understand. There's no rhyme or reason sometimes, man. Like if you're just out the rotation, you can just be out. They could be going in a different direction. Yeah, they, talk to Evan Fournier. We talked about in the last. Yeah, part Evan Fournier. Really. They signed him. He's, this guy makes like 15, 16 dollars million a year. They signed yeah. him a big contract to be like a focal point score for that yeah. team. This guy's over there got cobwebs underneath his knee, knees and ankles, man. Those things haven't been dusted off in years. I haven't, I, don't, I can't tell you the last time I've seen Fournier go in there and put in some work. Yeah, he's going to be fresh for the Olympics in Paris this year. He's going to be so dangerous in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Fournier is going to be on a fucking madman, bro. The juice that's going to be this guy's legs is going to be so untapped. <laughs> I don't think people understand how good this guy's about to be. He's going to be fresh as hell, bro. <laughs> Fresh as hell for that Paris goddamn uh, Olympics, man. This guy hasn't played basketball in three years. He's collecting checks. Yeah. And he's a good player. Yeah. I always wonder what they're doing with him. Yeah. I thought maybe some of this this movement with RJ and Quickly maybe might open up an opportunity for yeah. him to get back on the but court. It's more Deuce McBride and uh, Quinn Grimes. Listen, man, I, I love Deuce McBride. Yeah. Okay? He ain't him 48. It's not close. Yeah, but you know how it is, man. In the NBA, you got to give the younger guys a chance, see what they have. You know, see what he has. He's been in the league for how long? I, I, I like Quinn Grimes, too. He ain't, he ain't him 48 either. Neither of them can score and shoot like Evan Fournier. Cut it out. How many energy whippersnappers do you need? They got, they got, uh, they got a DiVincenzo. You got Josh Hart who only hustles. That's why he's out there. To you play Josh Hart to go get rebounds and hustle and defend. Nothing else. Everything else he does on top of that is icing on the cake. If he hits a couple threes, you pray to God and you fucking throw up your arms because he's not a great shooter, but he's not a bad shooter. He's capable, yeah. right? DiVincenzo, he's not a great shooter. He's a better shooter than Josh. But he's not a he's, he's not even near a bad shooter. He's very capable. You have those energies. That's literally what OG is too. OG's just a more talented, bigger version of that. Yeah. He has a little bit more, you know, skill and offense to his game. Energy guy, hard-nosed guy. How many of those guys do you need, Tibbs? Right. Can we not throw Evan in, in the second unit, provide a little scoring? This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. 
to find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Kendrick Perkins recently said that the Knicks, after this trade, are the second best team in the East. Do you believe that? No, I don't. I love Kendrick. still got the Bucks. He's so emotional. I you love still, Kendrick. You still Perkins. got the Bucks? My God, Kendrick. Kendrick, if you're listening, get the fuck out of here. The Knicks are not beating the Bucks in a seven-game series. Cut it out. I just saw them last night beat the shit out of the Southern. But are you talking to me all the time about how the Bucks, don't have, the, the Bucks don't have perimeter defense? They don't Jalen have perimeter Brunson defense. Might, they don't have, Jalen Brunson. Might have a series. J, Jalen Brunson is a problem for Milwaukee. I will give him I that. Think I don't know who would win that series. And if, you looked at right that, if you looked at that Christmas Day game, it was very telling that they don't have any perimeter defense to guard someone like Jalen Brunson. The, the Knicks and the Bucks play each other in a series. I don't know who's winning that. I might go Knicks. I really do. I don't know. I'm going Bucks. Oh, I hope they Clears play each other now. We could do a little wager. It'd be a good series. Uh, um, by the way, I want to say something since I mentioned Isaiah Thomas earlier. Um, you, we're talking about those undersized guys and how hard it is for them in the NBA. That just shows how good Isaiah Thomas, when he was in his prime. Bro, when Isaiah was healthy. Being that small and being, well, I don't he know, was was so, third in MVP voting or something like that, this guy was unreal. He was so hard to guard um, for a variety of reasons. One, he could shoot. And he could shoot off the dribble. Two, he was so low to the ground that it was very hard to cut him off or get back in front of him coming off a pick and roll. Um, three, that little fucker could finish at the basket. He was getting in the paint and hanging in the air like a kill car. It was nuts. He was just driving in there body to body, finishing over people. He had the full package game. And at that size, it's extremely impressive. People really forget how good Isaiah Thomas was. Yeah. Like, what that, those Boston years were fucking Do you think he should be insane. talked about? Like when we talk about like, you know, the T-Mac and Grant Hill and all these guys at the what-ifs. Injury, before injury. I know he wasn't on that level, maybe, but... Yes, he was. We don't, we don't, yeah, we don't talk about him as one of those guys that, you know, the Derrick Rose, everyone that got injured and, oh, what could have been, and that sucks. Isaiah Thomas was at the height of heights with that Celtics team. He averaged team. 30 a game. Right, and then so for him to get injured and obviously never reach that level again, I just don't think it's talked about enough. Bro, it doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah. And usually anytime people talk about Isaiah Thomas, it's only... Man, Boston fucked him over with that contract. He never got paid. Okay, we get it. Yeah, he didn't get his his dough that he should have got. He still got paid throughout the NBA. I think he had a decent contract yeah. before that. But no, he never got a max contract. Yeah. Uh, and Boston was rightfully so. He ended up being injured after that. And in hindsight, maybe Boston did the right thing. Maybe not the most moral or loyal thing to a player who's put in that type of work, but it's a business. So you can't be mad either way, right? With all that being said, let's get down to the brass. Uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas was a lethal scorer. And when we talk about what ifs, we talk about T-Mac. We talk about Penny. We talk about Derrick Rose. We talk about Brandon Roy. 
You know, we talk about all these guys. Right. We talk about Brandon Roy a lot, and we, rightfully so. He was a hooper. I think Isaiah Thomas is Isaiah Thomas needs to be talked about. Is right under that cloth. The only reason those guys might have an advantage over them is they did do it longer. T Mac was dominant for a very long no, time. No, no, wait, wait. I don't even like putting T Mac in there. He's T Mac's not in there. Did I say T Mac? Yeah, you said T Mac. You know what? No, he was good for a really long time. T Mac wasn't fame. as long as like we maybe like the not now we're getting used to like, the so, Durant so, and he, the. He was so good for a long time that he made the Hall of Fame. Right. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't throw T-Mac in there. Yeah. I think we were robbed of a few years of T-Mac at the tail end. We, we were definitely robbed a few years. But he was the still tail end. He he's, he's not the Derrick Rose, Grant yeah, Hill. No, 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 no. He's not the Derrick Rose, Grant Hill, Brandon Roy. That's not T-Mac. T-Mac had a long spree, bro. Um, he was even decent in his early years in Toronto and then went to the Magic and became a superstar. And then even in Houston, he was doing his fucking stuff, bro. Right. Multi-all-star willing his team in the playoffs, game winners, 13 points, 30 seconds. Like He was still very, he had a very long stint. Let's throw T-Mac out of there. But the Brandon Roy's, um, you know, Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Of course. Who else did we talk about? Do you, no, yeah. There's Penny, couple, Penny Hardaway. Penny. There's a couple other guys, right? Yeah. You talk about those guys' names and how their careers are short just due to injury, you know, and it's always like, damn, those guys are so special. And we don't really give that same energy with IT. Um, and I don't think that's fair. People really forgot that he was like third in MVP voting. Something like that, yeah. He was like top five in MVP yeah. voting. And this guy is barely not even six foot. He's not six foot. Yeah. Averaging 30 in the NBA. And it's not today's NBA where you're like running up and down the court and teams are scoring 150 points and allowing 100. But it's Frito-Lay defense, some of these teams, dog. I love the Pacers. They they give some offense, but goddamn, do they give it right back? Yeah. A lot of these teams, they don't play any fucking defense, man. Yeah. Like that's I I it was in a different era, averaging thirty a game, willing his team. I don't. Do you remember him going against John Wall in that Wizards series? Yeah. Bro, great he series. Fucking, that was an unbelievable series. Those two were going back and forth. Yeah. It was really that guy, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think he definitely deserves to get a little bit more flowers. Um. So shout out to it. You just mentioned the Pacers. Tyrese Halliburton out for a little while. With the that, was, that was a nasty little spill. He yeah, had. scary. I just hope he's in t- back in time for the um, All-Star game because it's in Indianapolis, like we mentioned before. And I would love to see him out there. He's an All-Star game kind of guy, the way he moves the yeah, ball past. He's made for stuff. an All-Star game. And yeah, it's in so, Indianapolis. They'd love to have him out there. I think, I, he'll, I he I think, quickly. I think their target goal is to get him back in time for the, for the All-Star game. Yeah. Um, let's play the game here. If he's not available for the All-Star game, Brunson. Well, we know Brunson's going to be. No, I mean as a starter. Yeah, but I'm saying who replaced him as a reserve? Um, Derek White. He Here, gets in. He gets in. He gets in. Maxi. See what I, that, that's by the way. This is what we Maxi's already in. I think. Okay, so Maxi's in. I think Maxi. We talk about Maxi. So Derek, Derek gets to be that third guard. Trey Young, crazy numbers. You put him over Trey. It can't. Ha- it can't happen, man. It just Trae can't. Young, yeah. It just can't happen. The problem is that the, what, what what are the Hawks' record right now? I'm gonna look this up as we talk. You know, I wish the Hawks were just more of a prolific team. Then we wouldn't even have this issue. Trey would be unanimous because his numbers point to all-star. There's nothing else you could say about it. Uh, but when your team is 11th, it's it's hard to make a case that your numbers are effective. Yeah. Uh, whereas Derek is putting up 17 points per game, guarding the best player every night, playing 30-plus minutes a night, and his team's the best team in the NBA. Right. I know they lost last night. It was a bad game. They cut off a back-to-back. They had the Timberwolves the night before, uh, which went to overtime. So I don't take in any anything out of last night's game versus Milwaukee, by the way. That blowout meant nothing, except that Milwaukee got a good win, and I'm happy for him. And I got to see Tenacious 
get in there and get a little shimmy, <laughs> get a little left hand layup, and then show the hand, which yeah. we all loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I Derek White definitely gets in there. It's tough though because Trey is averaging. I mean, look at these numbers, guys. They're unbelievable. Crazy numbers. <laughs> Are ins- we gonna look back? 20 years from now, like yes, Trey Young's yes, numbers and yes. say, why isn't he? Why didn't we do this? Why wasn't he an MVP <laughs> candidate every year? I mean, you know what the problem is with them? Is my, my the point I just alluded to. The Atlanta Hawks are fourth in the NBA in points per game, man. Fourth. East and West, they're fourth. <laughs> they're sixth in rebounds. They're 17th in assists. They're goddamn 30th in offensive points per game. They ain't playing no goddamn defense. Opponents. Opponents points. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Opponents points per game, they're 29th on the verge of being 30th. They average, they give up 125 points a night. Yeah, it's a shootout. Shootout. Yeah. Free Olay. It's a layup drill. Three-man weave. You could could go out there and fucking do the micing. So do you think they're they're them trading DeJounte, which just seems like it's gonna happen? Do you think that's the right move for them? Clearly. Yeah. Although he's the only guy that defends on the team. Love Jalen Johnson. Just what a freak athlete. What a what a little prospect he's coming. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, that weird year at Duke where he didn't finish the season. That happens. College isn't for everybody. College isn't always a telltale. You know what I mean? Zach yeah. Levine didn't play. Devin Booker came off the bench. There's a lot of guys that go to college and I'm not saying it doesn't work for them. It's just like college isn't the end all be all, man. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell was good for Louisville. He won what the fuck he is now. Yeah. He surprised everybody his rookie year when he came out. Everybody said, whoa, why do we pick this guy against Donovan? Why do we pick this guy ahead of Donovan? Because none of y'all knew he was going to be this. Cut it out. Yeah. So it's like, you just you just never know. You know what I mean? And there's guys who dominate college, and it is a telling sign. Jaime Hawkins, he had a great four-year career. Uh, is a guy that showed he could play. Miami's like, you know what? He By the way, he's dunk contest. Well, when you look at those high school clips of him just jumping over people doing windmills and shit, you're like, wow, I, he's really a freak athlete. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be interesting to see him in there. Um, yeah, man, I'm looking at these numbers right now for Trey Young. They are appalling. My God, bro. He puts a video. He's averaging 28 a game and 11 assists. Jesus. Yeah. 28 and 11 is nice. This is when you do the classic, you match it up with Steve Nash's MVP season where he averaged, you know, like, 20, six, like 16 and, and 12. 12. <laughs> yeah, and you're just, and you're like, I don't get it. He's getting it's MVP hardware over Kobe Bryant, scoring like 62 and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. 81. He didn't get MVP that year. It was fucking insane. I think, I, I do think Kobe has robbed one. I'm the sorry. The issue with Kobe is, you know, when we talked about like Michael Jordan's prime, you know, let's say Michael Jordan's prime was 1992, 93, that, you know, the, the Bulls were winning. LeBron's prime, probably Miami Heat, or, you know, they were winning, right? Like Kobe's prime, we always talk about, it, I think when he was the best, when mine met athleticism, the Lakers weren't their best. Unfortunately, it was like the Chris Mim, Smush Parker years where I think Kobe was actually his best, right? So yeah. that's like the weird thing with him is when he was at his peak, his team wasn't at their peak. Um, Correct. That's a yeah. good point. Uh, when Kobe's athleticism and mental met, his team was really bad. It was and like, so, so if you really, if they did, if he did have a good team during those years, could you imagine the way he was playing in like 2006? I think that's why there's a lot of resentment there. When you saw after his career, the comments he'd make, whether it's about like Smush Parker or, yeah. you know, this player or that player, he was a little salty about those years. You know what I mean? Well, you, you, you wasted, I mean, I hate to say it, but you wasted some some prime of one of the best players of all time. Well, you, you, you start to wonder what, what the fuck 
It's not the same because Steph's not in his prime prime. I'd say he's on the back end. He's still very much a great player. He's not 2015 Steph. That's yeah. in eight years ago. You know what I'm saying? Um, you start to wonder what Steph's thinking right now. He's like, yeah. What the fuck is going on, man? He's like, yeah. yo, I got like three, four years of me being still one of the top 10 players in the NBA. Yeah. And we're just like, what the hell is this? Yeah. What's going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Kobe part did- of that's on Steph. You could have, you could have stepped in and said, yo, hey, we're not moving JP. JP's got to stay. Yeah. Me, Clay, JP, Dre, we stay. Dre and, and, and Poole got to go on a fucking vacation together. Well, let's do it. You organize it. You get them in the room. Oh, you tell me, isn't it? For me, it's so much easier to say, why don't these guys just sit in a room, like you said, crack open a bottle of wine and just make up? And it's so easy for me to say that, but you, the reason they couldn't do, do that, have issues. Well, yeah, you got people like this in both sides. It makes it way more complicated, especially right. at the level. Of, it's so easy for me to just say, yeah, how come they can't just make especially up? Especially right? at the level where these guys' egos are at, right? Yeah. On top of that, we're missing a very important pet fact here. Everyone saw it. Uh, you're right. And that changed everything. It was not just an issue between Dre and, and, and Jordan. It was an issue between Dre, Jordan, and the rest of the world who saw this man sucker punch him in the face, which is extremely embarrassing for Dre and is even more embarrassing for fucking Jordan, man. Right. And Jordan wanted to get the fuck out of that. And I think every day when he saw Dre, he wanted to hit him or he wanted to get his get back just because every day when he got off work and we went to his iPhone, that's all he saw was Dre jokes. So it's very hard to 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 fucking put a band-aid over a wound that just keeps bleeding every goddamn day. Yeah. So I think that just had to happen. So it's easy for you're right. It is easy for me and you to say, why didn't Steph get him in a room? And why can't they go on a vacation and open a bottle of wine and go be around some girls and, and have some fun and this, this, and that? I mean, you can say the same about Kobe and Shaq. Like them not getting along. They wasted. Yeah. I mean, they, they got their titles without they each other. They got three. They but got, if they, they were they probably would have won three more. Right. Two more, at least. They were dominant. Nobody, bro, they were beating the shit out of teams. They are getting to the finals and we already knew who was going to win. Yeah. We were just happy that Iverson put the game together. Yeah. You know what I mean? They went to the next. In overtime. Yeah. <laughs> Cornell, Holster, Slaughter. <laughs> Cornell, Holster, Slaughter. Cornell, Holster, Slaughter. Uh, Pacers, Lakers, Slaughter. <laughs> Lakers, Nets, Slaughter. Like they were beating the shit out of teams. Then the Pistons were like that hard-nosed team that kind of beat them up a little bit. Well, the Pistons were that team that, that they were like so unified that that Lakers team that did have the cracks like Carmelo was injured they threw together they had a weird the, team they put Gary Payne and Malone on there and yeah, it was, that, it was that a strange with, uh, team that Kobe and Shaq and I, I didn't like that Kobe team Kobe flying from Colorado and back yeah it was a lot bro the, the Pistons came together and they could really expose a team that they had did. some cracks they did they are built for it they still went to the finals that Lakers team by the way if they talk about it's a huge failure they went to the finals no they, they still went to the finals they just lost they were just that good and still. if they would have kept on cracking at it they would have won another they would have moved some pieces around you get rid of Malone because he was older at that time you get rid of him the Gary Payton and the Lakers was you get rid of Gary P you get rid of, and I only say that because those guys were on the way on the tail end of the career we're not talking about prime alone prime Gary Payton here you know what I mean those guys are hall of famers no disrespect I'm saying at the tail end of the career you could have got a couple of those guys out of there as long as you got those two <laughs> if you had Kobe and Shaq the base around that you yeah. would have been in contention every year right this is why there's frustration with the Lakers now because they feel like all these pieces, this is that. We still have LeBron and AD. Yeah. Like, why are we better? Why aren't we better? Anthony Davis is a top 10 player when he's healthy. LeBron James, LeBron James. Why the fuck are we not better? I don't know. I watched him last night. Like, and I, the Suns played well, and all three of their guys and played by the way, well. The Suns were due for something because they weren't playing. They haven't been playing well leading up. It's about fucking time yeah. with the Suns. But, I'm, but you could see, and I'll give the Suns the benefit of the doubt. Their guys have not been healthy. Um, so there's no like really chemistry or any like rhythm there. 
Yeah. Like Brad's just getting his legs under him right but do now. They, do they have the personnel to even? No, like they don't. I don't think they, they're a team that could. I just wish they had a point guard. They need a point guard and they need a couple bench players. I like Eric and I like Grayson Allen. Love Grayson Allen. And I like a Kogi. Like a Kogi. Outside of that, they they do need another, a couple more players. I, I just really do believe that. Um, it's going to be very hard to beat a Denver or a really good team with three players playing ISO basketball. Last night at work, they were all hitting. Yeah. On a night where they're not hitting, that game can get nasty. That's how you get like a game seven, you know, down by 40 to the Mavs or some bullshit like that. It's like if it's not if it's not working, it can get a little weird out there. Uh, but last night they looked good, man. Gosh damn. Um, happy to see that for Phoenix because this is a team we've continually supported, me and you. We've continually supported Phoenix despite their struggles. Everyone continues to be very hopeful that they have championship contention because at the end of the day, like we just said, you have LeBron and AD, you have Shaq and Kobe, brother. They have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. And then you add to that a talented Brad Beal. You got to be somewhere in contention. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we're like, well, we don't have any role players. You got Grayson Allen. He's pretty damn good. Yeah. You got Eric fucking Gordon. We like Metu. Yeah, we like Metu. Metu's actually pretty been pretty solid for them this year. We like uh, Nurkic is okay, I guess. I think he's cool. I don't think he's Aiden. Yeah. And I'm not even a big Aiden guy, but I, I I do think Aiden was better than Nurkic. But I get for their reasons. It seemed like he had to go. He Aiden had to go. go. But uh, and then um, I like Akogi. He just plays with energy, plays hard. Do I think he should be playing like 30 minutes a game, like being in charge of guarding Luka Doncic? I don't know, but I do like Akogi. Yeah. Uh, whatever. They're a good team, and uh, last night was a really good moment for them. You know, we talked about the Bucks win and how significant it was for them. Obviously, they caught Boston on a back-to-back after being in overtime with Minnesota. Doesn't mean too much for Boston. On the flip side, Milwaukee needed a dominant victory like that over a really good team with Dame, with 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 Giannis, Drew's return, lot there. They go out there and punch him in the mouth, one by thirty. They need something like that. Again, I know why Boston didn't play well, but still, Milwaukee did play well. Yeah, that's how I felt last night for Phoenix. Phoenix needed a big win like that, man. They needed all three of them to be together on the floor. They needed all three of them to hoop, and that's what happened. So you can kind of see the talent where when things are going right for Phoenix, they are extremely dangerous. Um, so we'll see. Let's I have two rapid-fire questions for you to close out. Are you ready? What's up? My first one is, who's more of a contender out of OKC, the Clippers, and the Timberwolves? Because we're going to put Denver as Clippers. one. Clippers are one. Well, what I'm saying, we're going to put Denver at one overall in the West. I think, they, the I think the Clippers are the second best team in the, in, in the West. Okay. I think, so we're all ready to say that, that we, we were clowning that James Harden trade. and We weren't clowning it. We, we, we didn't clown it. What did we say? We said we said that there's just too many of the same. But we know what we did. It, we underestimated is that they're just so good, all those guys, that they're just going to figure it but out. But that's not what we did, though. We did not do that. I'm not taking credit for that at all. What did we question? You can go back and rewind the clip. We questioned if all four of them can be on the floor at the same time and start. And you're right. And they, they haven't. And, they and it hasn't. They haven't done it since. Great point. It's a great point. They haven't done it since. Yeah. Because that shit don't work. Yeah. And, and Russell's coming off the bench. Russell don't even play a lot. Yeah. There's games where Russell don't play the last seven eight minutes of the game. If he's playing well, you play him. If he's not playing, he sits on the bench. PJ Tucker, his his sneakers, he can wear anything at this point. I know he always wears like crazy sneakers. PJ Tucker can wear Timberlands to the game. Like, he ain't getting out there. <laughs> he's the, they're not playing him. They went in a whole different direction than what they started with. First, PJ Tucker was starting. They had Kawhi out there, Paul George, James, and Russ. It was a nutty lineup. It was absolutely nutty. And I think Ty Lue even put it out there just for it not to work. So he could be like, we good? Everybody see it didn't? Thank you. Let me, let, me, <laughs> let me go back to coaching now. And I actually like P.J. Tucker as a role player. I really do. He just might not be the best fit for 
the Clippers. By the way, if they run into Phoenix, you will see PJ out there a lot because I don't think anybody guards Kevin Durant better in the NBA than PJ Tucker. Not saying he's a, P, a Kevin Durant stopper, but he makes it as difficult as possible as you can. I mean, I don't know what you can really do to guard someone like Kevin Durant, yeah. but you just got to throw the penny in that little fountain and, and make a wish. <laughs> every time he every time he shoots a, a tough shot, I saw some shots last night that had no business going in, and the guy just just kills hope. He just kills hope. You play great defense, you're like, yeah, yeah. That's what he does. He's one of those guys. Uh, but yeah, we just alluded that they 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 can't play all four of those guys at the same time. Yeah, and that's that a good point. There's only one ball, and James did need to be in control. You got to give James Harden credit. He said he was the system. My guy's been fucking open. Yeah. Did you hear what he said when he said, uh, "People are quiet now." Quiet now. Ain't nobody talking about him anymore. Yeah. He's like, y'all were very quick to shit on me for like three weeks. Right. Because of course we're losing, man. We have three guys who are used to having the ball in their hands, four guys who are used to having the ball in their hands all the time, trying to make it work, all playing together at the same time with zero chemistry, zero rhythm. And, you know, the Russ James dynamic does not work together. I played with him in Houston. It does not work. It didn't work. It never will work. Can you put them on the same team? Absolutely. I like Russ coming off the bench at this point in his career anyway. Russ is a great energy guy. Still has some athleticism, still has some fire, still makes some plays. Uh, so I do like Russ as a backup in the playoffs, him coming off the bench with his experience. Love that. James with the keys, with the ball in his hands. I love that. But the pressure is not on him to close out games. It's Kawhi. That's PG. It's a perfect fit. And Kawhi just got that extension. And they're already, they're already talking about he, the, who's the first two guys he said in this interview. He said, now that I have my extension, you know, we need to work on getting these other two guys. There's a reason why he said two and not three. He wasn't talking about Russ's extension. He was talking about James Harden and Paul George. It works. Daniel Tice has been great for them, by the way. He's been really good for them uh, as a backup to Zoo. And they still have Mason Plumlee, who just got back healthy. So they have now a little bit of some front I'm court. surprised that because you've been such a Timberwolves guy. I'm surprised you have the Clippers over them now. I love the Timberwolves. They're still young. They're not beating. I don't think they beat the Clippers in a seven-game series. I just don't. It I think would be they, a I think, series. I think it'd be an unbelievable series. Yeah, and you got them both over the Thunder. Uh, yes, it's a tough question though, right? It's a good one. I have, I have. Any of those three could really be the second best team in the West. No, I think the Clippers are, are a clear fit. I, I really do think the Clippers are the second best team in the West. They're very high on them. You want my order in the West? Denver's one. But well, you're, you're not, not how they're going to finish. Huh? Not regular season standings. No, I'm talking about in the playoffs. Okay, I'm just talking about. I think the Thunder might have the best record in the best. Yeah, I'm talking West. about overall best team. Okay. I don't, I don't give a shit. Is it a little, a little West power rankings right now? You're about to yeah, use? I'm doing a little Western power rankings randomly. Let's hear it. This isn't on the script, by the way. At, I'm at the end tearing of the, up the script. At the end of the pod. <laughs> Denver's obviously one. Okay. I have the Clippers the second best team in the West. Um, I'm going to go with Minnesota three. I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going to Phoenix four. Over the Thunder. I have Thunder 5. By the way, is it so bad that I'm saying that Thunder's a top five team in the West? I could just, I just, Sue me. I just Actually, don't, like don't, don't sue me. <laughs> That's not the point of it. She will. She will sue you. Remember that? Yeah. Um, no, listen. I love my Michael my, my Michael uh, Scott impression is just, she will. Why do I sound so like <laughs> the Brock impression? Yeah. It's just so unfair that the Thunder have been playing like this. And they just won by 90 last yeah, man, night. The, the, and you're putting them below the side. Yeah, the Kings have been the, struggling all year. The Kings had the third best record in the league last year. They went and got zapped first round versus, no, versus the, the Warriors. Thund this is a different Thunders team. This, there's, this is a different Thunder team, man. 
this team is athletic and they're just good and they have an MVP candidate and they're just like they're legit. They are really good. I I like them. I just I I I outweigh experience means a lot to me. It really does. I have to see it to believe it. I'm one of those guys. I got to see it to believe it. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to see them play and perform well in the playoffs. I've never seen it. I got to see them. Phoenix plays the Thunder tomorrow in a series. You got you really got Phoenix. I have Phoenix in a 7 game series. I think it goes 7. It could go either way. Like if the Thunder won, I want people like, ah, Austin, you're so wrong. Like, brother, the Thunder are a really good team. They're capable. How about this? The Thunder are capable of beating anybody, including Denver. They're capable of beating anybody. Their talent is through the roof. They got an MVP candidate and they got a, a surrounding talent around him. Yeah. I still have experience and just some of these guys I've seen doing in the playoffs. I'd go Phoenix over them, yes. And the Clippers are the second best team in the West. You can't convince me otherwise. James has been fantastic with them. Paul George and Kawhi are back healthy, getting contract extensions. They're talking about this is the time. Right now, we got to get it these next three years. But right now, we got a team that can do this. They're winning every just about every other game or competing. Even the game they lost to the Lakers was ridiculous. I mean, they should have won that game, but they, they, they just didn't close. Uh, I mean, LeBron's kind of dunked all over them. Um, he did. He punched And then he did that, that move in the baseline. Through the leg spin, reverse layup. What? 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 Come on, bro. This guy's thirty nine years old. You didn't like that move? No, my favorite move of the night was. Do you remember he like drifted to the left and shot that little midi? Like, do you remember that shot? Yeah, yeah. It was a nutty shot. And then even the floater he 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 shot to put him up like five or four with like a minute left. Shot was ridiculous. He like yeah. bumped him and like shot it over Zubak and like hit a touch floater. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. He's so good. He's he's thirty nine years old. And he's still a top ten player in the NBA. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's he's just the greatest player to ever play. He just I, he just I really is. appreciate you saying that. He, he is, man. He's fucking insane. Yeah. Uh in terms of his career, I still have Prime Jordan over anybody. Prime Jordan was the best player to ever play fucking to ever touch a basketball. Just in terms of his fucking dominance and how good he was and the aura that he had spilled. He came to the court. His nickname wasn't the king or this or this. They, they compared him to Jesus. He was called Black Jesus. Reggie Miller refers him to that. His rival. Yeah. Bro, my dad talked about it. They played the Knicks. They 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 went in there. Oakley, these guys beat him up. Oakley's like his security now. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like he fucking walks around with MJ with MJ gear on. But like this yeah. guy was different, man. We got LeBron's Draymond Green have a close relationship. It's kind of the same thing. It's a good example. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Whatever. MJ, LeBron, two goats. Pick your poison. Tomato, tomato. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It's dependent on the era. Back to the point. I had the I I I think James Harden deserves his flowers. Everybody shitted on him in the in the Clippers very early. Yeah, uh, and it was only just because all four of them were playing. That's all what we were saying. At least I can't hey, speak they, on other if, people. You aren't the system. You're the problem, brother. If they win, Easy. The, if they win the title, it's going to be a lot of. It's going to be a very interesting. First of all, the Clippers, well, being uh, a cursed franchise, bomber, then no, winning, going to a new arena, winning a title. Uh, Kawhi doing it with his third team. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, Paul George, any of that stuff that well, you know, no, no. negativity Paul, he gets. Paul, Russ, and James get the monkey off their back. Yeah. All three of them get the monkey off their back right. if they win a title, but especially James. Yeah, especially James. It just would be so. It would be a really good for his legacy, man. It would solidify. First off, James is already top seventy-five first ballot Hall of Fame. Kawhi's been first ballot Hall of Fame. So is James, by the way. Yeah. Paul George is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Who are we fucking kidding? Yeah. All three of them were first. And Russ is first ballot. They got four first ballot, unanimous, can't even argue with me. The only yeah. one you can maybe kind of argue uh, is Paul no, George. No, no, no. But like you He's can't, because if you're putting Draymond, if you put, 
if you put uh, uh, T-Mac and some of these other guys, again, T-Mac was a fucking legend. No, if you look at career numbers. T-Mac versus Paul George, what a question. Well, look at the numbers. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying overall, what do you, T-Mac's prime. Prime, saying? prime is T-Mac. Okay. Prime, prime T-Mac. Paul, you know, I think it's- Prime uh, T-Mac used to get Kobe issues. Well, I think it was like 2018 though. Paul George was top three in MVP voting. He was, he was nasty. So that was kind of what T-Mac did too. Yeah, very true. Paul George or T-Mac? Very similar. I mean, he tailored his game off a lot of it after T-Mac. He says it all the time. He's yeah. like, yo, I grew up watching T-Mac. Right. T-Mac was the standard, man. For any wing player growing up with game, you watched Mac. Yeah. T-Mac was the man, bro. And he did it with, he had the style, he had the swag, and it was just authentic. You can't, you can't, you can't like, you can't teach that. I like the shoes too. Yeah, you had fire Adidas shoes. I, those, I was wearing black and blue shoes to school. Back in the day, remember when you were in school, you'd wear basketball yeah, I, shoes I, to school? When else are you, am I wearing? I had off-color <laughs> shoes. I had red shoes and a white shoe and patent leather. Just just glowing, walking around as a target on my back. <laughs> no, not a thought. Do you remember that though in school where you wear basketball shoes? It's kind of like with your like jeans and like, that's kind of what you wore to school, like your basketball shoes. Now, obviously you wear like whatever your Sambas or whatever you walk around. But in middle no, school, I don't play my Sambas like that. No, no, I, I wear Sambas too. I'm just saying in, in Air Force Ones or whatever. But in middle school, you would wear basketball you'd be ready to lace them up and play pickup at any moment of the day when you're like in math class brother i'd eat a lunchable and go out there and score 20 at recess yeah with some goddamn t-max on yeah. or some dadas can i tell you some of the lunchables each step each step the back of my heel spinning i <laughs> i hated the cold pizza lunchables uh, let me tell you something so disgusting this is gonna maybe rub people the wrong way for all the pizza lovers out there because i am a pizza guy as you know there was a girl I had a huge crush on. I saw her eat that pizza lunchable and she she immediately lost me. Yeah, it's, it's seventh grade. Her name was Gabby. Wow. Yep. And I thought she was so cute. She cracks open and peels back that damn lunchable. Starts putting the sauce and the cheese on. She lost me immediately. You, you didn't you, appreciate you her being a chef. You can't. You can't do that. You can't eat a cold. Pizza it out of box. So it's disgusting. You're up there with me with the people that mix the, the ketchup and the mayo oh. on their plate with the fries and they swirl it like, to get, make their get, own get, little get, special yeah, sauce. Just, just give it a break. Just, just stop. Yeah, like what are you, like a chemist in there mixing and matching sauces? When I don't you're like it. Something? And, then, and, and now that we're on the topic of pet peeves, let me get to it. I have one too. Go ahead. If your everyday car is a bright color, I can't be friends with so you. So the other day, let's give a little backstory. The other day, you and me were eating at Kava. Yes. We walk out and there was a bright, what color was it? Orange? Tangerine. It was a goddamn <laughs> fucking highlighter tangerine Mustang. This happy-go-lucky guy just like walks into it. I wanted to goddamn smack his me out of his hand. Listen, if you have like a bright color car, it better be your second or third car. God forbid on a Sunday rainy day, you, you just got an argument with your wife. You're hopping in a tangerine Mustang, <laughs> just driving a... Come on, man. So, ladies, if you're listening, I know we have a lot of ladies listeners. Girls can get a pass no, a little bit. Is, I know the girls can, but if a, if a guy picks you up on their first date and you're in like a lime green or orange car. You got a happy guy, though. You got <laughs> you, you got the happiest man in the world. You can't be melancholy pulling up in that. You cannot be like a, a, a fucking like, you know, uh, depressed. A peeny. Yeah, and it can't be peeny. <laughs> No, I don't like bright color cars as the everyday car. Listen, I don't expect people to have multiple cars, by the way. Yeah, geez. No, I'm saying. Not a man of the people right now. No, that's. Like, it might be your fourth car. What? No, I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Silver, gray, black, white, navy, whatever. There's plenty of colors out there on the palette to get, man. I don't need you driving around in a goddamn Listerine <laughs> green uh, 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 Hyundai Type R or whatever. Like, just, just, just beat it. <laughs> 
Okay, I have a pet peeve. It's not as funny as that. That was really good. It's hard to top. I hate when you're meeting someone somewhere and you're texting and they tell me, send me the address of the place. You want me to Google the place and copy and paste and send it to you instead of you just looking it up? Like I am now looking it up for you. I was meeting someone the other day at uh, Torchy's Tacos. They opened that up in Orlando. I know it's really big in Dallas and Houston. They opened up in Orlando and I was meeting someone and they said, yeah, send me the address. You, you do I, I'm on the clock now. Well, unless there's you? multiple addresses, though. No, 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 no. There's only one, but like, they will literally want me to just send it to them so they can click it and Google map it instead I, of Google. I it agree with what you're saying. That is that annoying. happens a lot, especially if it's a place that we're talking about where there's only one, and you know which one we're going to. Yeah. It's like, yo, we're going to Islands of Adventure. All right, send me that address, brother. Google it. <laughs> yeah. Just Google it and meet me there, man. Like, how hard is it? Right. It's the worst with that shit, bro. It's like uh, I'm going to this hotel. I'll send me the address. Brother, I just told you the hotel I'm going to. Right. Go to your phone, Google the hotel. It'll show up the address right yeah. there. Take that address, copy, paste, put it in your fucking maps. Right. It's, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It's annoying to me. But the tangerine, listerine, car. Tangerine, listerine, Maybelline, Saint Claudine, Pauline. Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> like sardines. <laughs> Oh God, that song was a catastrophe. It went from like up, to, it went up, like we listened to like J. Cole's verse and then he's like, what, what? <laughs> okay. <about> to, <laughs> okay, you the goat, you the goat. Oh Jesus Christ. And then we get, we get the extra songs that he just released and he's like, just bars everywhere. Yeah. Like where the fuck was this on that song? You put on your common uh, derby cap and then you're, now you're listening to uh, I'm Tri- Cold. Cold. I got I got the common cap on right now. It's <laughs> not that cold. What are you doing? You look like one of the wet bandits right now. Can you turn against this beard? Wet bandits is nuts. <laughs> it's not that cold outside. I'm wearing a t-shirt. Sticky bandits is better. <laughs> uh, well, that about does it. Uh, that wraps it up, man. This is this was a good pod. We got some good topics that we'll bring up next week uh, as well. Uh, I will be working with ESPN. Uh, so look out for me on the TV screen next week. Uh, doing some NBA Today and some Sports Center stuff. But the grind has not stopped. The pod continues. Still got to push this stuff out for you. Got more guests to come, uh, more topics to come, more pet peeves to spill out and rant about, uh, and most importantly, more basketball to cover. Y'all have a safe weekend. Be blessed. Stay safe.